listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. I was waiting for one of you guys. Bum, 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 bum. Chiefs playing Monday Night Football in one of the. This is this is a weird kind of uncharted territory for the Mahomes Chiefs. It's, it's a it, it's a game with so little hype in prime time. I was already yeah. at the beginning of the season Super when I lot. saw this. I was already like, oh, this game's gonna suck. Oh yeah. And even though we're bad, I'm still like, oh, this game's gonna suck. And this was one of the easier games on the schedule, and it <laughs> still is. But <laughs> even when I looked at this game, I was like, oh, this is gonna be that boring 24 to 13 games, never in doubt. But be. it's not exciting win for the not Chiefs be at this point. And at this point, and now, now the way the Chiefs have come into this game, it's an important game that should not be an important game, but it is. But it's just also a game that I feel does not have a lot of excitement surrounding it because. And I said this on the last podcast. It feels like a game in a, in more of a college environment where a really good team is playing a bad team. And if they lose, then their season is screwed and over. Mm-hmm. If they everything. win, you get no extra credit for that because you get a yeah, pat on the back and good job, cares. move on. Like yeah, it's like you're supposed to do that. And so it puts the Chiefs in a very interesting position. We are here to preview Chiefs and Giants. I am Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savitnaya. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Find and follow the show on Twitter at TLCFP. Yeah, we're here to preview Chiefs, Giants, Monday Night Football. Uh, let's start off with the injury report. We only have one day of the injury report so far as the game is play- being played a day later. So injury report uh, that they're going to release is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We are recording this on Thursday night. Also, disclaimer, first day is usually not very telling for the yeah, end of the week at for, all. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot like, of do, do not participates that are really not even in it, question. It's pretty common to see so. a do not participate on the first day and then like like limited and limited I mean, last limited week, and full after that. I mean, last week, Derrick Henry didn't participate on a Wednesday. Right, yeah, we're, exactly. We're starting to get to the point of where, like, people will not participate on the rest a Friday. Day. It's a rest day on and, a Wednesday. And then they'll just be ready to go on Sunday. Yeah. Right, and, and Chris Jones's, we'll start with him, even says that part of it was a personal issue. He also listed with a groin slash wrist. He was out today for a personal issue solely. Then there you go. Did not practice. Uh, Anthony Hitchens still uh, did not practice with the tricep. He is one guy, though, that you would maybe think is not going to play. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's I, coming he's, back. He's not coming back. Uh, and then Colin Saunders listed with a knee injury did not practice. Everyone else uh, on the injury report limited or full. Patrick Mahomes not listed on the injury report. He was cleared from concussion protocol, so he will be good to go. Good signs. For, for sure. Monday night. Big happy about that. Big happy. Looking at the Giants. We have no idea about the The Giants are a freaking crapshoot right now. Yeah, they're terrible. With injuries. Yeah, it's, it's all over the board. Uh, a few did not uh, participate for them, uh, including Saquon Barkley, uh, linebacker Lorenzo Carter, not DB Nate Ebner, and then two uh, big players on the offense as well, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney, both out Sterling with a Shepard knee as well, and ankle. And Evan Ingram. They were limited, but also you don't want to see them listed on no. that injury report at you all. You no. don't like seeing those they, guys on there but that, sure. I mean, the one guy that you don't like, you've, you've had Kenny Galladay on the – he's been right. out for Much a like couple Saquon, of games. Much like Saquon, he's been, Saquon he's been, has been out. for a while. Sterling Shepard has been out. The one guy that you don't want to see is your rookie, Kadonius. That's one guy I don't want to see out there because I know that when he's in, he can put up 20 points, uh, and he's on my team, so I need him. Fantasy Get points, your butt out is. there. Um, 
Because he's going to torch the Chiefs defense So that Tyler can stop scoring 105 points per game every week. Because <laughs> I have 19 injuries. <laughs> Tyler's a free dub right now. Yeah, that <laughs> easily a free dub. That's fine. I'm, I'm picking up for the for the coming years in Dynasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Giants injured again, like I was saying. Saquon Barkley has been there for a while. Still not a guy the Giants want to see on that report. Anything uh, especially worry you guys either way? Encouraging another team. The Titans were very uh, injured on the injury report last week. It didn't matter come game time. Another team here that has a lot of their uh, big names on the offense, on the injury report. Do you think that matters? Yes or no? Um, I... I'm not going. I said yes or no. No, I'm kidding. That was a really okay, important uh, way to phrase that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Um, I don't. I don't think it particularly matters just because of what we just faced and how that turned out. I'm not going to be taking any assumptions anymore. I'm not. I'm done assuming anything about the Chiefs games because uh, obviously all that's gone out the window. Yeah, not a, not a bad thing to do. I think. I also want to point out. They held an NFL team last week. Granted, it's still Sam Darnold, and he doesn't look great. To three points. Uh, and in an NFL game, if you hold a team to three points, that's incredibly impressive. Uh, Titans just did it as well. So two of the teams last week that scored three points, it's the Chiefs and the team that the Giants played. So this defense, this Giants defense got some momentum going into this one, and we're looking to turn around offensively in a huge way this week. Uh, it's what we're all expecting, hoping, needing, and needing like save the season, please, because that's what we need for it. But just hope this Giants defense does not come out and just obliterate this offense. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think it may change the game plan a little bit, but I don't know if it necessarily – it depends on some of these injuries, but I, I don't know if it necessarily changes the outcome of what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, having Saquon – honestly, having Saquon in or out, I don't think changes. They've got a good backup running back who's been lighting people up. Uh, he's good catching the ball out of the backfield Devontae well. Booker looking pretty Devontae nice. Booker is, is very good. Uh, he's a solid backup piece. When you don't have anything else, uh, the the one thing that changes that that part doesn't really bother me. The one thing that changes de- is totally dependent on if we're going to be playing against nineteenth string wide receivers or if we're going to actually get a, a couple of decent guys: Kadarius Tooney, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. If we get one or two of those guys back out there, that changes the dynamic of I think how our DBs are going to be able to play and how much blitzing we're either going to be able to do or not do. Yep. Yeah, I definitely, I would definitely agree with that. So, injury report or no injury report? What are you guys really hoping to see, other than a win, of course? Ninety from points the on offense. <laughs> Ninety. I don't want anything else. I don't care if we give up eighty-nine. I want to see ninety points put up by the offense. Giants have a bad defense. I, I don't care if we're up by seventy-five and Andy's like, okay, we need to put Chad Henney in. That's fine. Keep scoring points. This is absolutely a game where. You you focus on just holding the ball not getting rid of the ball getting a game under your belt with no turnovers this is where you can focus on that and nothing else no turnovers in this game this is the game where you can focus on that and if you got to put two hands on the ball and you give up 
uh, three yards that you would have had on a rush, this is the game where you can afford that loss. Yeah, I, was I, the the quote that came out today. We talked about it a little bit. Everybody on Twitter is seeing it, where Pat Mahomes has come out and said that he's bored with the checkdowns, and that's to be expected. I mean, uh, to be honest, that's we're we, bored with the checkdowns. We're bored with the checkdowns, but that's also what we expected of Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I don't think that should be anywhere out of the realm of possibilities for him to say because that's exactly what we knew of him coming out of college. Yeah. He was a turnover machine in college and he was a gunslinger. That's what we knew. He had the arm strength. He had the talent. There was a couple of rough areas and that rough area was wanting to go downfield 100% of the time. Right now is the reason he was the third quarterback picked in the draft. Second, second quarterback picked in yeah. the draft. But honestly, and why to, a lot of people passed over him until yep. he got to the 10 spot. Yep. To that point, what's happening this season is largely kind of indicative of what was happening at Texas Tech because at Texas Tech, he had an O-line that really couldn't protect him, especially when they were going up against the higher level of competition. And the defense was, frankly, one of the worst defenses that... It was it was Big 12 defense. It was really, really bad. It was a Big 12 defense. And he, he felt that he had to force the ball. He had to force the ball down the field. He had to force the ball to his receivers a lot at Texas Tech. No, not all the time because they did have a very well, dynamic I to, offense. I wanted to stop you in the middle they of that. They played Kansas. They played Iowa State when they yeah. were bad. They played some bad teams as well. But I also wanted to stop you in the middle of that because you you equated his offensive line no, no, at Texas no. the Tech. The Chiefs' O-line is still miles better than what no, no, that Texas Tech O-line I mean, was. No, but. That's, um, he didn't have a bad offensive line at Texas Tech. He I guess I'm have, thinking specifically he, of the LSU game. I, I, think, but, I think that's what you're thinking of, but I mean – it, even with a bad offensive line, you don't put up 880 passing yards oh, no, in a you, single game. I don't right. care how bad uh, no. Oklahoma's defense was that year. Oklahoma still made the playoffs. Right. They were, you know, they still had only lost one game. It, they were still able to get to the quarterback amongst other teams. So he had a pretty decent offensive line at Texas Tech. He just kept looking for the home run ball, which is sure. why he threw for almost a thousand yards on his own in one game and the issue that we're seeing now much like we talked about just the other day is the offensive line although they're not performing the greatest it's at fault of one play calling with the rpos and number two pat not only dropping 10 yards deep but also only looking for the home run ball everybody's gone through the twitter clips right now he's you can see that he's looking for everybody downfield and not hitting the wide open guys that are 10 yards in front of him. They're still at 10 yards in front of him. He's just looking 40 yards downfield. Right. And I also thought that answer he gave was very reminiscent of Brett Favre. That's that feels something like yeah. Brett Favre absolutely would young have said. Brett Favre. Yeah, young young Brett Favre. I mean, heck, I mean old Brett Favre. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um it feels like something that he, that would be a problem that Brett Favre ran into. Now, I think Mahomes definitely has the young maturity enough to recognize that as a problem and correct it because that's what he's done with pretty much every problem he's had in his career minus dropping back too far in the pocket every other problem we've seen him improve pretty quickly uh when it's come up he's acknowledged it and he's been able to at least improve it if not just move past it acknowledge all of the issues that everybody in the media has been talking about all week in in his press conference that's exactly what he he came out and listed five things that he noticed that he's been doing wrong in film more than likely he's seen them on twitter and heard them on the radio and things i'm glad that he's holding himself accountable that that's is what we've I mean, been looking that's, for that's this entire 100 percent so far what a superstar is going or has to do to have a long long career in this league for sure no i, I totally agree yeah that's one thing that odell beckham has not been able to do no. and why Shocker. his superstar uh 
play was very short-lived. Shocker. Yes, correct. I I hope and see it's yes, yeah, sticks. I know. I I know you hope too. Um I I hope that Mahomes and I, I have full confidence that he will figure out the balance because he's had the balance most of his career. Really, he's had that balance of being able to take what the defense is willing to give you, and then when the defense makes a mistake or when you're able to not force a ball, but when you're able to make a play when the defense gives you that ability to make that play. And he's done that for three years now. This year, it's just coming back to bite him a little more than we'd like. Um, anything else or any other uh, big things you guys want to talk about here? No. I'm good. I won't. Well, see you next week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the whole show. We, we yeah, got yeah, more. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what happens? This is a sad hypothetical. But what happens if the Chiefs lose? I mean, that season, you pack it up. <laughs> I told you, I'm before, bringing five draft picks before draft prospects, and I'm yes. talking about five draft prospects next week Be- if they lose this game. Before Tuesday, we need to be lining up some trades for guys to go somewhere. Even at, like... Just get some draft prospects. Get these big capital gains out off of the off of the book. Yeah, because the cap the cap situation is not looking good for next year. I mean, it's it, it can, it's tight. It's not it's, unworkable, but it's tight. It's totally workable. There's some things that still have to be done, and this is based off of you know we're going to the playoffs and we're keeping some guys around like we had talked about with you know putting the putting the tag on OB and re-signing. Tyron and and all these things that shit goes out the window with a loss. You're you're signing OB possibly, but it's not to the twenty four million dollars that a tag is going to give you. Nope. It's not the twenty million dollars that he's asking for. The price is going to go down, or you can walk. Yeah, Tyron's yep. probably out of here. Hitchens is definitely getting cut. Thank Frank Clark is either getting cut or we're trading him. Honestly, with a loss, Tyron might not sign a contract with the Chiefs. It might be his decision Yeah, at that point. I don't think a sign and trade with OB is out of the question either, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but it would would either, number one, have to be happen by the second or we're like it, I mean, I mean, in be, the off season, yeah, yeah, yeah I could. I mean, it it could happen. It could yeah. definitely happen. It'd probably be more advantageous for him to just sign walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. you know, if if we lose this game, November second comes, and there's going to be hell to pay. Everybody, like, we need to go through the locker room and move bodies, especially if they lose in a way where the Giants' offense looks good and the Chiefs' defense is bad. Um, Man, if the Chiefs' defense looks bad against this team, like, like who Spags, is out? Spags might be hitting the door who, by, who by might be Wednesday not morning, by Tuesday morning. That's fine. Spags should have hit the door many mornings ago. If if we give up more than like twenty points in the first half against the Giants, Spags better be fired at halftime. <laughs> I don't that's disagree such, with that. That's such the weird thing is like Spags is Spags is awfully obviously a second half coach. He always has been. He's been an adjustment guy, and we've seen adjustments be made. And even all even the, this year, they've been a much better team. in the second half on defense. It, it's just it's just odd, but. We also know that Spags is not a long-term remedy to to an issue. He hasn't. No, he's not been ever in his career. Ever. There's nowhere that he's gone that he's been a long-term option. I, I was reading some somewhere though. I mean, everybody. And sometimes, like in New York, that's not his fault. But in other, but he's true. still not being able to hang around in a spot very long. There were there were a couple things. Um, 
you know, people were bringing up kind of things that he had done in the past. I can't find him anymore for some reason. Um, but like, you know, him being with New York and them losing to all of the division leaders the year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, they lost to all the division leaders. They went in, you know, with a bad record. Then they came back, got the wild card. Then they beat all those teams that beat them and then beat the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So it's like it, it can be the turning point of the season. But right. it 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 has to be. It has to be. It but has there's to a reason be. why it. there's this a reason why that story stands out though, and that's because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> and, it was, and because it was Spags. Right. It happened right. once before. <laughs> right. He's got to recreate it. Otherwise, I, I think his job is gone. You've got to you've got to change that defense from right, like right now. This defense has got to go from thirty second to first. Hypothetically. Right, That's right, not right, going right. to happen, right? No, I'll, I'll, like, I'll live with, I'll live with 23rd. Gotta, like, That's at least what you got to shoot for because, I, man, your job you got to shoot. Your job's hinging on it this week. You got to hinge on being first and hope, or you got to shoot for being first and hinge on being 23rd. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, it, has to get, it has to get better because you literally can't get worse. Or worse is so meaningless because worse means what you drop from thirty-one to thirty. Like who cares? You have to get better. You have to get better. I mean, by the numbers, it could be worse. It could be worse by the numbers. Yes, rankings you can't get any worse. No, but by yeah, the numbers it could get much worse. Right, and that is a horrifying thought. But uh, it, it could. You are right. I I think. Man, I don't know what I think because I've been saying I think they're gonna figure it out. I think it's gonna get better. I think they'll at least improve. But at a certain point, I don't know if that's true. I thought the Titans game would be that, just yeah, because I, like the Titans defense is really bad, and they have a lot of people out. Man, that that should have been a different game. Although they're coached well, they're well. I like Vrabel. I will a lot. say I think that they, really they were, it's a I mean, little bit different. They the are Titans, coached well. The, the Titans out coached us awful. Like, and to be fair, I mean, they, up and down the field did, last week. They. So here's here's kind of what I what we need to be looking for is number one the Titans although were on their 19th string DBs linebacker whoever they're coached well and the mm-hmm. and the week before they had just beat the Bills who had throttled us yep so they they beat the Bills and then they absolutely throttle us and so we have to we have to figure that out it, it wasn't necessarily a defensive problem because they only put up 27 we only put up three so then it becomes an offensive issue and so we have to take a look at the numbers and look back and okay before last week's game ended we were number one in points scored offensive yards blah 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 all that after last week's game even with only scoring three points we only dropped to sixth you take out last week's blemish and our offense is and and is still the best offense in the league even with yep. the issues that we're finding. So like you were saying we've got a limit like we've been saying this all along but this is the game to do it. This is the game to slow down. This is your prep game. On paper your team is much better than the Giants. You got to have a clean game. Got to have a clean game. If you feel your team is that much better, number 1 you want to build confidence, but number 2 you need to start with a stepping stone. That means get your RPOs down. Confidence get the habits down. Stop turning the ball over. Look for the open man and not always trying to deep dish pizza it. Bad habits are replaced with good habits this week. 
Otherwise, they have to be. They have to start becoming good habits. Otherwise, yeah. you can say it's, goodbye. It's going to take a while for those bad habits to flip over to good habits. Which is why I wish they didn't have the, the Packers directly this. This is the this. week that we can fully concentrate on creating the good habit and allow that to flow through until it's just muscle memory. And, and why that's important is because if you don't play well in this game, and if it's close at the end... That has to go out the window. But if you can stay in control of the game, if you can if you can hold the ball, if you can play well on defense, not turn the ball over, all that, you can actually try to do that for an entire game. You can continue to focus on that. But if this is close, if you do turn the ball over, if you make mistakes, then you have to go back to forcing it, which is what they've been doing all season. Yep. And they can't afford that. No. A win is a win is a win, and I'll say that. So if they win, they're 4-4. Four and four, but it's got to be a good win. You can forget the score a little bit, but if it's like if it's like twenty-seven to twenty, and that's how you win, that I mean, if it's you're not, you're two not scores. feeling good, if you're feeling really scores. bad. Yeah, maybe you, three scores. The, it may be fourteen. Honestly, I say two scores. I'm thinking ten. No, I think it's got to be fourteen or more. Two touchdowns plus, because yeah. you still absolutely have the talent to obliterate this Giants team. Like they should be so much better than this Giants team, despite only being one game better than this Giants team. Somehow, I mean, I, what's yeah. what's the spread for this? Because I will, the Chiefs are up. favored, obviously. I mean, we are yes, favored. I, but I feel like this the last I saw was three. That's it. That, that, feels, is, wow. that, that feels, is the last even, I saw. Even with the way the Chiefs looked last week, I still think that's crazy. Like, I feel like this could also be like a 10-point favorite game. Right. I am pulling or up odds from Sportsbook that I shall mean, not be named. This this, this is the Minus worst. nine. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the biggest spread for a three and four team over any other team ever <laughs> yeah i mean minus nine uh this this team should absolutely just i mean they should cover easily and it it, it shouldn't even be a question from the from the jump no it, it shouldn't my, my worry is that it might be a little bit for a minute i mean you gotta go score on the first drive you gotta yeah you gotta go score you gotta hold a three and out on the first two drives Right. Yeah, I, I this, totally agree. Honestly, this game has to be perfection. I don't care if the I don't care if it's a three play drive. We really need to be focusing on trying to make these these like a seventeen play drive something that's going to be simulated against yeah. teams that are good. So we need to try and simulate it for ourselves and taking those taking those plays that are given to us. But it's got to be a pretty perfect game. I, I totally agree. You have to play really really well. For me to feel great about it, we honestly, e- even if they're not executing the too high safety very well in this game, we honestly probably shouldn't even take the deep ball throw. We should be. I want to take it until we have a comfortable lead. I mean, if it's a wide open throw, but I don't. <laughs> we should not be forcing through safeties. Like usual. We, we should. Right. We should definitely focus on the methodical drives and controlling this game and holding onto the ball for a long drive. And just all the things that we have failed miserably at all season. What I want to see is them just call their normal playbook, and I just want to see Pat execute it better. Like, I just want to see Pat just not have to force the deep ball. I want to see them still run those plays, because Tyreek still has the ability on any given play to just totally beat the defense. Same with Kelsey, same with all that. And Mahomes has the ability to make those plays, but I just want to see him go out and actually, like, not force the plays. I want to see him actually 
execute the offense because he like we've been talking about we've been talking about for games now he has been trying to look deep way too much he's been trying to force the ball like 15 plus yards downfield just call your playbook and if it works if it's there take it like Caleb was saying but actually just execute and not force your normal playbook I want to see that honestly I wouldn't even say that we're forcing a different playbook I think this is still the same playbook that no I'm I'm saying Caleb was just saying like try to intentionally call more methodical stuff and sometimes I I, I would agree with that in in small doses I would say keep running the same stuff but I think what Caleb was getting at was more of if the run your normal playbook, but instead of hitting the deep pass like we're always normally looking for, right. make sure to look that off and send it down below because right. that's kind of what totally we're agree. seeing is like one thing that you're always alluding to, Landon, is that <clears throat> you don't need the run game to make the passing game work great. And I don't think there's some give and take to that. Obviously, you do have to have a smidgen of the run game, yes, but if you, do. you pass it, down below that has to keep the safeties true mm-hmm. instead of always playing super high. Right. This game should at least like 80% of Mahomes' throws should be to guys who have like three or more yards of separation. We should be give, yes. throwing the ball to what the defense is giving us. Yes. If that's Daryl Williams 10 times this game, I don't care. I have no problem Because with that. that's what the no other problem. teams are giving us. Yeah. It's Daryl Williams if we're doing and it's McCole Hardman Clyde under the... healthy and comes back, Clyde has the ability to yep. be shifty in yep. open field. He doesn't yeah. need to run an outside zone or an inside zone yep. and try and scramble through big bodies. It's Travis right. Kelsey underneath on a five-yard five hook. Travis it's, knows how to get the... All oh my of gosh. these receivers are yard hurt. after catch... They're, just, teams like, are literally four. Yes. Teams are literally leaving Travis open at five yards, and we're just saying nah. Because let's just yeah, chuck like it getting deep. Physical. Because we're down by two scores. All of them are getting physicaled off the line, and instead of what their normal stuff is, and then when they see that Pat is looking for the deep ball, they're like, oh, okay, we don't need to guard him anymore. Because yep. even though it's Travis, like we don't need to guard him anymore because Pat's already looking deep. So now we're just going to cover deep, and that's exactly what happens because right. we get bored. With the checkdowns, it's like this hey, team has made several superstars obsolete. Uh, it just it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is really annoying. Uh, but to your point, Tyler, I totally agree. I think if you can make that short passing game work, that can be if we really like we saw that opens up the big game. Like and it can open up the, it can open up the run game because now the, the defense has to up. spread out and they have to play small to cover all of that. I mean, you go back and you can look at three plays from the Tennessee game, and I can point all three of them out to you. One of them specifically, you've got Tyreek lined up on the outside, and he's basically running a go inside post with a zig. Um, and you've got Daryl Williams out here in the flats. Nobody's 30 yards. And he is 30 yards wide open. That's at least 15 yards before another person touches him, and he's an absolute unit of a human being, and he's creaming the first guy that tries to hit him. We're trying- and then you've got... I don't even know who the tight end or the underman was over on the other side, but there was nobody within 20 yards of him. Everybody yep. was downfield because Travis was in the middle working back to Tyreek, and Tyreek was coming over on the post across. Yep. It was just like, you can high low a two a two deep safety defense all game up and down the field mm-hmm. for five, 10, 15 yard gains. And when you like, do that, they're gonna have to come out of too high. They're gonna I mean, have to at some if point. If you hit Travis Kelsey seven yards downfield, he's probably gonna gain fifteen. If you hit Travis Kelsey two yards downfield, he's gonna get you seven. 
Yeah. yeah. He can lay down and get you seven. He's six foot seven. Yeah. He's we were man. so worried about Derrick Henry last week. We have a Derrick Henry. He might not okay. run like Derrick Henry, but he lays down and gets you seven. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't go he doesn't fall backwards too much. And he doesn't get the ball three yards in the backfield. That's also true. Um and he's I, wide open. I, a lot of he's the times he's open. a great route runner, and they're not really covering underneath very much. Well, and and lately, we like I said, we've been seeing him get out physicaled off the line of scrimmage. So you gotta you gotta work that. You can't allow him to get three dudes lined up on top of him to give him all those rubs coming off, because then he can't get open. So that's when you've got to throw the outside flats or the angles. Or the little post hit the unders. If you can do that and you're getting other guys mixed in and involved, what does that do for your superstars? Right. Because we don't have that extra receiver. That's what I want to see. I want to see Josh Gordon this week. I want to see him get no less than 70% of the snaps. I don't care. I do too. I, I want to see him, him in the a X lot. position. Get him out there. I don't even care if he gets the ball. Just get him on the field. Honestly, all we need out of him right now is... And if they're just going to come out in too high safety, just have Josh Gordon out there running all the variations of a hook he knows. Yeah. Get him a, get <laughs> yes. him a workout in, man. Like, that guy hasn't touched the field. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I, like, why haven't even they given him, like, a jet sweep or anything? Or like, one of those touch passes just right in front of the quarterback. Like, they have touch not... Touch pass might get intercepted, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's... I, I agree, though. I, I do want to see Josh Gordon. Put Josh Gordon in at quarterback? <laughs> Hey, hey! Now let's let's not let's not bail all the way yet. Uh, he's better than Tyree. Get it? <laughs> uh, let's let's pick this. I'll start. Uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win. I think the score will be 33 to 16. I think I think maybe they they they. It's a little bit close early, but uh, eventually they they take control and don't give it back. I also have the Chiefs winning. Uh, it's hard to imagine a world where we lose this game. God it's, help it, us if we do. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit easier after every game, after every loss. It definitely is. It, it, I mean, I before the season, you could have given me all the money in the world. Now oh, I'm, like uh, this would be a 45 to 10 <laughs> kind of game. There's no yeah. chance I would have ever thought twice about this before the season. Um, give me the Chiefs 34 to 13. I think it should be that, but I hope it's that. I guess we'll see how this team reacts to adversity, and uh, if they can't if they can't overcome adversity and put on a show this game, then like I said, five draft prospects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't even know how I feel about this game. I after last week's loss, I for a good solid two three days. I was just like, okay, we're going to lose every game from here on out. And then I had to sit there and I had to think about it. I was like, all right, this defense is bad, but the this offense... This Tyler after every loss this season. <laughs> this defense is awful, <laughs> but the offense is okay. Despite we're how bad getting, they looked against like, the Titans, they're still statistically like, really good. how bad we look, despite all the turnovers, and now Patrick Mahomes is the sole leader in interceptions. They're still scoring at like a historic rate. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's the number one offense in the league. Now number Mahomes just needs to stop being a goober. Uh, yes. That's the stop word. Being At Jackson Mahomes. True. They have nothing to do with this. Well, as far as b- stop being a goober. Oh, goober. Yeah. <laughs> goober. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel. I don't 
I don't feel comfortable about this game. I know. I want to say we are going to win by two or more scores, but they haven't shown me anything on the field. Like, we've played two bad teams, and we still barely eked it out. No matter how good our offenses look, the defense is still giving it up. Now, undoubtedly, this Giants team is worse than the Eagles, and they're worse than, than the football team. But I, I, the way we're playing right now, I don't. this mentality is not showing me anything. I got to go with the Chiefs win. I think it's a one-score game. I don't know. I, we do not cover the nine points. I'm going to go ahead and say it's 35 to 28. And I can't really fault you at all for picking a one-score game because, like you were saying, the Chiefs really haven't shown too much to Have say. Have you seen the wheels on that man, Danny Dimes? Uh, <laughs> He's got better hands than OBJ, too. <laughs> he might, honestly. man doesn't drop the ball. Now, even even those games against the NFC East teams, they did win by 12, and then they won by 18 against Washington. Yes, those games definitely did have moments, especially in the first half of being way closer than those scores would indicate. Hopefully, it is not that, but I definitely, in a weird way, could see that being the case, a one-score game, or, or even, a, even a two-score game, but not like... Like, not, not pretty. A, not a pretty two-score game, or a late field goal, or something that takes it to 10, right. or something like that. I could definitely see. Um, Which I still wouldn't be happy about. No, it would not be the way you'd want to go. So uh, we are all on the Chiefs because it's the Giants at the end of the day still, and the Chiefs should win this game. Uh, But we will see moving forward. Uh, Hopefully they look good. And now it is time to pick week eight. We are nearing the halfway mark of the season uh, coming up here. And just uh, after week nine, it'll be the halfway mark. So we'll do some some half, half season stuff coming up soon. But let's pick week eight of the NFL season. We'll start off with tonight's game. Tonight is Thursday. The uh, Packers are going into Arizona, taking on the undefeated Cardinals. Now, Aaron Rodgers is without two big weapons. Two of them have been placed on the COVID list. Number one being Devontae Adams. He is out. He did not get to uh, enough time to be able to get two negative tests. I do believe he got one negative test. He didn't have enough time to get two. Mm, tough break. Now, Alan Lazard, I believe, was only a close contact, never tested positive, but because he is unvaccinated, he doesn't get to play. Uh, so Arizona break. tonight is a six-and-a-half-point favorite on that. Uh, with that, I am going to take Arizona. I still think this will be a close game, but I am going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still the most talented player to ever play the quarterback position uh, until Pat gets his shit together for <laughs> another 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, give me give me the Cardinals in this one. Just too good of a team for Aaron Rodgers to battle uh, all but by himself. Cardinals by 90. I don't care how good Rodgers is. Rodgers had Alan Lazard and... Devontae Adams and still got smoked by LASIK Jamison week one. I don't care how fluky that was. He's now without his top two receivers. He's getting smoked. Uh, Next up, we will hit our Sunday slate of games. No overseas games this week, so you do not have to wake up at the butt crack of dawn to catch some NFL ball. Those games were terrible anyway, so we did it. Hey, Jacksonville got their first win, man. As we predicted. Actually, I predicted. That just goes to show how bad that game is. You were in on that, too. That's right. They're going to get another win this week. 
Other spoiler. Uh, starting off in the noon hour, we've got the three and four Carolina Panthers heading into Atlanta, taking on the three and three Falcons. Atlanta in this game is a three point favorite. Yeah, give me the Falcons to uh, they're they're going to start hunting for some playoff position. I think that's a bold take. I like it. Bold take, but give me the Falcons as well. I think they get a victory this this uh, week. And uh, my boy Kyle Pitts. Man, you're making my fantasy team look pretty nice right now. I uh, even traded your backup this week. <laughs> so give me the Falcons. Uh, I am also going to jump on the Falcons train. Um, and if this is a loss by Carolina and Sam Darnold has another awful game, David Tepper is going to go fly down to Deshaun Watson's house <laughs> and say, look, you didn't wave it for us, but you're going to because I will give you everything in the world. I don't care. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what's going to happen. Next up, we've got the two the the team that is rumored to get Deshaun Watson. The agreement or the deal has been agreed upon. There are no finalizations yet. There are a few stipulations. But we'll we'll digress. This is the one and six to a led Miami Miami Dolphins heading into Buffalo, New York, taking on Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bills are a fourteen point favorite. As they should be. Yeah, they should be. Definitely should be. Um Bills win, but they closely do not cover. I uh, had a lot of faith in the Dolphins this year. Uh, I think a lot of people probably did after what they did last season. Yep. To start one and six, man, that was a shock. I, for one, picked up their defense uh, a couple of weeks into the season. I was like, uh, this might Bad. be a defense I could uh, ride out. No. Uh, if you got <laughs> Miami's defense on your fantasy team, I don't know what you're doing. Buffalo Bills, and they probably cover because that defense is terrible. Yeah, I'm giving it to the Bills, and they're going to cover as well. Although Mike Gusecki's probably going to go ahead and get off. He He's their only receiving option, especially with – and to be honest, I mean, Tua was back there, and he was number number one QB uh, coming out a week or two ago. Uh, he's been slinging the ball. His defense has not been helping him, and, and he's had a couple blunders here and there. But, yeah, the Bills are going to, like, put up 90 in this one too. Uh, next up in the noon hour, we've got the San Francisco 49ers. I believe they're led by Trey Lance. I think Jimmy G started the last game. Uh, you he did, but he, I he, think he, Trey Lance might have been hurt. I'm not sure. I'm, who I is who, who knows game? what I, Kyle Shanahan's doing? Either way, both of them Somebody haven't played good Kyle to this Shanahan point. Kyle Shanahan was on the hot seat. I don't know about that. I don't Be know a about bold that. move. Uh, uh, but, my cousin is a 49ers fan, and he said that uh, he thinks it's the end of his leash. So. That is also what I have been hearing from people in the know. Yeah. Um, very that'd be a, that'd be an awful move if he. I'll tell you what. If he does leave, he's gonna end up in Denver. Feels quite logical. Yeah, he's gonna end up in Denver. I digress. The Niners are heading into Chicago, taking on Justin Fields and the Bears. San Francisco is a four-point favorite in this one. Well, this is a tough one to pick. I, I kind of like the Bears in the upset, but they're just not very good. So <laughs> give, give me the... Neither one of them are really good. One's two and four, one's three and four. At least the Niners have the semblance of, of talent and competency. So I will take I'll take them in a, in a close game. Yeah, the Niners have the better offense, the better defense, and the better head coach. And somehow the better quarterback. If it's Jimmy G, uh, to this point, to this, to this he's point. looked better for sure. 
uh, than Justin Fields, and that's probably a big. Uh, to be fair, that's, Justin that's, Fields that's is going most, against better defense. That's mostly on Matt Nagy. And has a truly horrendous O line. Give me the 49ers in this one because Matt Nagy has done that team no favors recently. He, he has not, but he's going to do them a favor on Sunday and get them a dub. Give me the Bears on this one. I feel like Justin Fields may have a breakout game because that Niners defense is god awful. Uh, next up in the noon hour, this one's going to be, I don't know what to make of this one because I don't know who's in or out. Steelers heading into Cleveland, Ohio, taking on the Browns. Browns still have a winning record, and they are favored by three and a half points. I am going to take Cleveland. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is back. I have no idea. But I am going to take Cleveland. Judging by the spread, I think he probably is. But Case Keenum didn't play bad. Case is good when you give him a couple good options. Yep. Uh, uh, he, I, it looks like he may be starting. He's, right. he's listed as questionable. Did you make your pick? Yeah, I'm, ta- okay. I'm taking the Browns. I'm going to take okay. the Browns either way. Yep, I am taking the Browns only if Baker Mayfield starts. I think it's the Steelers if he does not. Uh, but give me the Browns in this one. Uh, looks like Nick Chubb was a limited participant in practice. Good signs. Uh, OBJ was limited. Uh, Baker signs. was limited. <laughs> yeah, OBJ is a bad sign. <laughs> uh, Baker was limited, so it looks like he is probably going to be a game-time decision. And if that is the case, I'm going to take the Browns to win this one as it is his non-throwing shoulder. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles at 2-5 and five, heading into Detroit, Michigan, taking on the 0-7 Lions. Philly is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Dang. Mm, I, I'm going to go with Detroit. I think the Lions are going to get on the board. They're going to get one. Um, I could see this being that weird, really good game between two bad teams. No one really cares, but it goes to overtime, and the score is like 28 to 28 going into overtime. I'm Lions su- win, though. I am surprisingly going to agree with you. Detroit in this one. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift is going to have a hell of a game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and I don't yeah. think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to do it by himself and bring him, claw him back. So do we have a three? Make that a three. Three. Oh, Jared Goff is going to get his first win as a Detroit Dan Lion. Campbell, the, baby. The worst sign you some ever kneecaps. is when you're all picking the 0-7 <laughs> team to win. That's just oh, not, it's not, not good. good. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Los Angeles Rams heading into Houston Texans, taking on Tyrod Taylor. He's back. Who's back. Rams are still a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, the last time someone in Texas said, we're back, uh, that didn't work out super well. It's not going to work out super well uh, for this return either. Uh, Rams by most of the points you can legally score in a football game. I am sad that this has to be his return game because otherwise I'd probably be taking the Texans, but Rams in this one by a lot. All, all of the points, all of the money towards Matt Stafford and the Rams. They're going to get that thing done down there. Next up in the noon hour, Tennessee Titans at 5-2, and two, heading into a division rival, Indianapolis Colts at 3-4. and four. Surprisingly, after a big fat win over the Chiefs, the Colts are a favorite by two. This is the TLCFP game of the week. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good one to pick. Um, that's a tough one. I 
think the Titans win. I think they do. But I I am very tempted to take the Colts. Yeah, give me the Titans. Uh, they showed a lot last week. Uh, of course, it was against a really bad defense, but uh, getting to watch them in a deeper dive, less concerns about that defense after what they did to Kansas City and Buffalo. So give me the Titans because they've definitely shown that they can beat you on the ground or through the air. After being out for a couple of weeks, Taylor Lewan is going to be back. He was a full participant in practice this week. Uh this Colts team has like played decent against like okay yeah. teams. They played really well against a bad Niners team last week. I think they're going to get absolutely pouring. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think they're going to get absolutely creamed by this Titans team. Derrick Henry effective or not, I think they're just going to get smoked. Last game in the noon hour, we've got Joe Burrow and the Bengals heading into MetLife Stadium, taking on not Zach Wilson and the Jets at one it and five. Is Mike White. Mike it is White. Mike White. And no, Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco starting? I don't know, but Joe probably, Flacco's not. Starting. He can't possibly be starting. I mean, he's going to be Mike White's he's, backup. He's played for New York before. He, of course, he, he, has, true, he hasn't played for Robert Sala before. It's, but it's be if it's playbook. if it's Joe Flacco or, or, or Mike White, I don't care if you know the playbook. I'm probably playing Joe Flacco. I don't think it would matter either way. They're yeah. I, hey, they're, hey, they're ten and a half. Point, it's not going to matter. They're ten and a half point dog. Uh, hey, uh, Caleb, Jets fans, just calling this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> don't matter. Uh, Bengals big again. Yep, Bengals. Pretty yeah. easy here. Joey B is going to look amazing in this game. Uh, Jamar see, Chase it, is going to have a thousand yards. Did you see the tweet? Uh, somebody said that Patrick Mahomes needs to watch some uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow tape <laughs> to learn some pocket presence. <laughs> They're not wrong. Please Sad. make it stop. <laughs> We go into the 305-hour games. We are starting off with the New England Patriots heading into SoFi Stadium, taking on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Chargers are a four-point favorite. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Chargers are going to get the win. I think they're going to do it by a couple scores. By a couple scores? Not, not a blowout, per se, but I Belichick think they win comfortably. blown out. Give me the Patriots. <laughs> Except for the fact that the Patriots in an Give me the Patriots in an upset. Whatever. I got the Patriots in an upset this Ooh. game. I got the Patriots going into SoFi and getting themselves a nice dub. People are going to be talking about Mac Jones after this week. I don't think it would be Mac Jones that's going to go ahead and get them the win. It would be the run game because, uh, you know, their run defense in in L.A. there is really, really bad. Uh, however, I, I don't think it's going to be a two-score game, but I am going to give it to the Chargers. I think it's going to end up being a close one. Next up in the 3.05 hour, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of their first win and a bye, heading into Seattle, taking on the Seahawks with Geno Smith. Seattle is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So we're going to do this in reverse order because, Tyler, you gave away your pick a little bit earlier. You're, I did. You're I did spoil it. Leaning I did Jags here? I am giving it to the Jags. Geno Smith is awful. I don't know why I picked Geno and the Seahawks to win last week. It's because I thought, even with Sean Payton as a very good head coach, 
that the Saints are just not that good, and they've shown Jameis that they're Winston's not that better good. Better than you think he is. It's not because he's better than I think he is. It's because he's better than Geno Smith. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm taking Geno Smith this week, and you're going to be sad that you didn't because it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're so dysfunctional. And that one win is Have probably about the to be the last without Russell Wilson. Even with him, Have you they're seen pretty dysfunctional. The Jaguars in the last at fully functioning. <laughs> well, that's true. It's not that great. <laughs> Uh, I'm also going to take the Seahawks way closer than it should be, uh, but I am going to take the Seahawks to get the win. If you're doing uh, daily fantasy, you need to spend all the money in the world on James Robinson. He's about to have 900 yards. (laughs) You better hope so. It doesn't matter. My my season's gone. (laughs) Next up in the 325 hour, we've got the Washington football team, WTF, as I like to say, taking on the Broncos. Denver is a three and a half point favorite here. Uh, sorry, uh, your Foot, dog. Was, football yeah. team and Broncos. Um, give me Denver. I think that they, in theory, look like the better team. Not a great game. Uh, give me the Broncos though to get the win. Yeah, give me the Broncos in this one. Washington has not looked any part of what we thought they might be this season. Uh, and the Broncos defense just going to be too good for that offense to do anything against. It's probably like a thirteen to ten win, but that defense is going to going to keep it under wraps. Yeah, it's going to be an awful game. Definitely not going to watch it. But I'm also going to take the Broncos. That leaves us with our last game in the three twenty five hour. We've got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading in for a rivalry game against the four and two Saints. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Versus I, I read the TV, goat. so I had to think of Tom Brady. Versus the go in the Saints. It, the Tampa Bay is a four and a half point favorite. The goat and the Saints. <laughs> Shut your mouth and know your role. <laughs> that is his role, though. That is, that <laughs> that is, is my role. That's my role. You really will. <laughs> um, Tried to go a little rock there. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the upset. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Saints. Uh, they're not better. But this is just going to be one of those weird NFL games that happens sometimes. Saints. Stop it. I am with you. Jameis Winston's going for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Jameis. Give me the Saints over the Bucks. Is this the hot hot take week for everyone? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Give me Tom Brady to throw his 700th career touchdown this week. Finishing off the week. Interesting take. Interesting take. Yeah, he's 700th. He's going to throw 98 touchdowns in this game. (laughs) And Mike Evans will give the ball away. (laughs) Somehow, Chris Godwin will still have two catches. He he went off last week. That's true. He played well. Uh, We're going to finish off the night with... Well, the podcast with our final game of Sunday night football since we already picked Monday night's game. We've got the Dallas Cowboys heading into Minneapolis, Minnesota, taking on First Cousins and the Vikings. Minnesota, for some odd reason, is a two and a half point favorite. Does Vegas know something we don't know? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, sorry, your your dog was once getting in my lap, which is fine, but it was distracting. Uh, the Vikings are playing Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, in- well. Minneapolis. And, and the Vikings are the favorite. By two and a half points. Oh. Very odd. Must be the new Cur- toughest I'm, place I'm to play. Dak, <laughs> apparently so. Dak was a limited Wait. participant. Okay. Diggs was limited. That's it. Everybody, I mean, that's it. It's, they don't have, like, that doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins has been, you know, truly elite in prime time in his career, of course. You like that? The, the one time, yes. It was the famous <laughs> one time. That wasn't even prime time. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys because they are maybe one of the like, three best teams in the NFL. To be honest, they are probably right now the best team. I would agree with you, yeah, maybe. I, I got to give this to the There's Cowboys. I don't know what the sports book that should not be named uh, is smoking, but <laughs> give me the Cowboys I mean, probably by 10. If this sports book that shall not be named... Is st- there's only two of them worldwide, so you should figure figure that out pretty easy. Is running Minnesota at favorite by two and a half points? You need to take Dallas with your life savings plus. Okay, yes. if you're a better, if you are a better. <laughs> this is the one. We can't be because we live in Kansas. Yes. Which sucks. That and is. Missouri sucks too. Missouri, you suck. So you can't too. even go across but at least the borders you have and casinos. do it. <laughs> it's true. Give me the boys in this one big time by 105. Yeah, sounds about right. That'll wrap it up for game picks. It should be a fun week, as always. Hopefully, Sticks agrees. It's going to be a really fun week, isn't it, buddy? I think so. Um, it could be a really sad week. It could also be a really sad week. <laughs> be, I mean, At least we'll be able awful. to enjoy the week before Monday happens if it ends up being a very sad week. Um, we think the Chiefs are going to win. They should win. And then they'll have the Packers, which should be a very different game <laughs> than whatever happens again. Hopefully everyone's Giants. still out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Everybody has COVID. Yeah, I'm never rooting for anyone to have COVID ever, but if hey, if we have one time for someone just to remain out precautionarily, this would be the time to stay out as a precaution. Um, this has been the TLC FP. I am Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I am Caleb Durland. You can find me on Twitter at cdurland53. I'm Tyler Savayanaya. You can find me at underscore suavage underscore. Find and follow the show at TLCFP on Twitter. We uh we think the Chiefs are going to be back to 500, but we will see no matter what. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.